Jesus was definitely trying to get across to the Pharisees and scribes at that time, particularly in this parable, that he was looking that there would be a law-gospel distinction. He takes two characters, he takes three characters, he takes four characters, and begins to illuminate through a little moral spiritual story this, the, the parable of the prodigal son. Let's take a look at the older brother. Not so relaxed at all, right? Okay, was he jealous? Mm, doesn't say he was jealous, but he said he was angry. And I'll tell you what, the jealousy and the anger starts... Soon as we start with the whole bigger, better deal, what's in it for me, comparison. The older brother attitudes illustrates the judgmental spirit of the Pharisees who were annoyed at the presence of a sinner. So when we talk about him saying to his dad, hey, he's out there partying with all these whores. Again, we've already, we've already done that. So to reiterate it very quickly, how does he know that? But he, the parable picks something that we would say. He, he didn't say he's out there playing the ponies. He, you know, he, he, he's out there at 7-Eleven, you know, around the corner. He didn't say that. What he said was he picks the most, probably, degradatory thing of that, that time, right? The most carnal, fleshy, anti-spiritual thing he can think of at that particular time and picks that. But as Tully and Tavidian says, why is it that the prostitutes, publicans, sinners, and thieves get the gospel before the Pharisees, the scribes, and the Sadducees? Because they need it more than anybody, right? They're the dregs. Christ didn't come to spy out our sins. He came to relieve us of those sins. And if you're suffering with what the, young, older, the older brother did with a really venomous case of self-righteous, then we have our own set of problems. And it is my contention that he is suffering discontent more than the brother. Because he has everything there. He's supposedly following the rules. But Father, I've, I've never leave you. I've, I've done everything you've asked me to do. So you put away the garden hose. You clean the shovels. You, you muck the stalls. You, you did everything I've asked you to do. I mean, every dotted every I, right, right? Cross the T's, every little tittle, you've done all that stuff. No, he probably hasn't, but again, it, it, it's, it's parabolic, so we can just look at it for what it says. No one does all those things. But he says to his dad, you know, I've been here doing this whole thing. Where's the goat? Where's even a, a, a baby goat, a kid? Now, what's interesting is this. He doesn't use the term, where's my fatty calf? He picks something lower than that. He picks a goat. But in the realm of, there has to be a shedding of blood between bulls and goats. And so he does pick something. The Pharisees should have picked on this. But it was less than that fatty calf. It was less than the number one prize that the father could have sacrificed. He says, you've been here the whole time. There's nowhere in, there, there's nowhere in the story where, where, where the, uh, the older brother or the dad says, or the older brother says to his dad, you know, I've asked you a bunch of times for a party on Friday night. Not one time. His dad said, I've been here the whole time. Here's what's interesting. The older brother has not lost anything. He has two-thirds of his father's inheritance coming to him. He hasn't lost anything. He's discontent. He's in the business of comparison. Come on, man. I'm pointing at Dwayne. Come on, Dwayne. Right? It's, it's, it's hard. For me, at least, interpretively, it's hardcore that someone who thinks that they can maintain the law is better than those of us that know we can't maintain the law. And that self-righteousness is a venom unto itself. And all venom is poisonous.